Hola, I am Cherise and I am Justin. Welcome to Pama Narratives, Usaping Cultural Heritage. A podcast where we talk about the beauty and the significance of Philippine cultural heritage. So today, we will be tackling something that's very close to our hearts and especially to our university. Oh nga, actually, it's not just close to it. UP Manila is indeed part of today's cultural heritage topic. Today's episode will be about Ermita. Aw, grabe. I miss going to UP Manila and walking through Taft, Padre Fora, and Pedro Hill. Oo nga eh. We have been very close physically, mentally, and emotionally to the streets of Ermita since we started studying in UP Manila. You're right. I totally relate and I know who else will too. Today, we have our fellow UP Manila students and cultural heritage enthusiasts. Welcome to the show, Denise and Marinel. Hello, guys! Hey, everyone! I agree with you guys. My parents both lived in Manila and I was born in Manila rin. So, it has been a great part of my life. But most importantly, we have our very own SK Chairperson of Barangay 669 in Ermita right here. Guys naman, ako lang to. But yes, I am born and raised in Manila and right now I am still currently living in Manila and I have seen it change through the years talaga. Ayan, ang galing talaga ng SK chair natin. Very perfect for this episode. Guys, naalala nyo pa ba kung kailan kayo last pumunta na Ermita? Except dyan kay Marinel, dyan na yan eh. <laughs> yes, I do actually. Um, I had to go get my belongings before quarantine. And I remember pumunta pa ata kami pa ako park before going home. Oh, I think um, the last time I went to Ermita was when I had to move out of my unit in Manila. Yeah. Ako naman, I don't remember the last time I was physically there. Pero napadaan lang kami sa Rojas Boulevard recently. Okay, so now that I think we've been more acquainted, Let's get to it! Let's dive deeper into the history and the cultural heritage that we have in Ermita, Manila. So, we might all be familiar with Ermita, but what do we really know about it? Well, Ermita is a commercial compact district in the city of Manila consisting of 13 barangays of the District 5 of Manila. It is considered to be the core of the metro as it is where it situates the significant centers of the country such as in finance, education, culture, and commerce. Ermita also covers the area of the northern portion of Taft Avenue and the main northbound lane of Ross Boulevard. And we also know that private and government offices, museums, and universities thrive in Ermita. It is also home to famous tourist attractions and landmarks, notably the Rizal Park, the premier national park of the Philippines. So originally, kasi, Ermita and its neighboring district, Malate, were posh neighborhoods for Manila's high society during the early 20th century, where large, grandiose mansions once stood. Unfortunately, Ermita and its surroundings were heavily bombed and flattened during World War II after it became a battleground during the Manila Massacre. After the war, Ermita and its twin district, Malate, had undergone commercialization resulting in a shift from being a sprawling upscale suburb to a commercial district. Grabe talaga, no? You know, as students of UP Manila, I'm sure that we've all heard stories about how Ermita was this very posh, very beautiful place before but you know walking 
walking the streets of Bermuda these days, it's really hard to believe, uh, honestly. But you know, to be honest, if you just like look deeper, uh, like actually look at the design of the buildings, like the national museums, even UP Manila, even the building of UP Manila, parang you really see that my history talaga sobrang rich and sobrang deep ng history ng Ermita. It's just too bad that not everything was restored. Yeah, I agree. Actually, it's good that you mentioned that. Uh, let's delve more into the history of Ermita. So back in the pre-Hispanic era, it was originally known as Lagyo in Tagalog, recorded as one of the first barangays where it is described as located on the coast of near Manila. It was rechristened in the 17th century as La Ermita, the Spanish word for hermitage, after the fact that a Mexican hermit resided in the area and on the site was built a hermitage. Housing the oldest extant Marian image in the Philippines called the Wooden Black Madonna, or now known as the Nuestra Señora de Guía, or Our Lady of Guidance. So uh, right now, it is inhabiting the central parish of the district, which is the Nuestra Señora de Guía Parish, or the Ermita Church. Very interesting. So okay, now before we proceed, do you guys mind sharing a fun fact about Ermita? Yes, of course. I'd be delighted. Paman alam mo ba? Paman alam mo ba? Na Ermita is the next-door neighbor of the historic walled city of Intramuros. It was also equated as the Capitol Hill under the American rule, so it is a very rich history talaga. Yes, and throughout the passing of centuries, it is one of the districts who slowly progressed from urban expansion, mainly because of the development of the Luneta or Bagumbayan as a promenade at the coast of the Manila Bay in the 19th century. Aside from that, Ermita also witnessed the construction of the Manila Observatory by Father Federico Farra during the early 1890s, and it was once located on a street now renamed after Father Farra himself. Alam niyo ba, Ermita gained renewed prominence during the American and Commonwealth era as it became part of the Daniel Burnham City Beautiful Movement during the early 1900s. Government buildings such as the legislative, executive, and judicial branches were planned to be located in the area. There was a proposed Philippine capital to be built at the eastern tip of Luneta Park, but sadly, um, yun lang, it was never materialized. Although even if it didn't happen naman, Armito was still thriving. It became known as the University District, comprising campuses and dormitories like Philippine Normal University, University of the Philippines, Ateneo de Manila, and Adamson University. So before, yung residential portion of Vermita, it was populated by American residents who set up such establishments as the Army and Navy Club, but in the University Club. Aside from its universities and leisure clubs, Ermita District, as well as its adjacent district, the Malate, which both happened to be facing the Manila Bay, were once home to Manila's high society, yung wealthiest families with their large gilded mansions. However, um, during the Battle of Manila, Ermita became the battleground, damaging prominent architectures and residential areas in the district. So, parang almost 68% to 85% of Ermita was destroyed during World War II. After the war, the district slowly transformed from a residential area into a commercial area as the upper classes moved to other cities such as Quezon City and Makati City. But, you know, on the bright side, Ermita was rebuilt after the devastation of the war. University life remained vibrant therein. Um, as decades passed, Ermita started earning once a reputation as the red light district of Manila. 
Ngayon, Ermita has been one of the most urbanized district in the metro, where high-rise buildings, neighbors, cultural attractions found in Manila. Oh wow, that was very informative. But before we move on to the next part of this episode, can we have another fun fact about Ermita? Oh sure. Pamanala mo ba? Pamanala mo ba na Ermita has a wide variety of food and lodging choices? Everything you'll ever need is in Ermita. Actually, this is going to be the main focus of our next segment. Uy, totoo yan na. Grabe, if nasa Ermita ka, di ka talaga mawawalan ng gagawin. Pero you know, curious ako. So ano nga ba yung mga cultural attractions or spots around Ermita? Or are there notable figures who resided in this area? Alright, curious din ako dyan, no? Kasi parang narinig ko na Leia Salonga lived in Ermita daw. Ah, yes. Yes. Leia Salonga did live here. And siguro, a few people you would know pa. Um, example would be Fernando Zobel de Ayala y Motoho, who is a Spanish-Filipino painter and businessman, Fernando Maria Guerrero, who is a Filipino writer and politician, and more notably, si Wilfredo Maria Guerrero, who is a Filipino playwright and our national artist. As for the cultural central spots naman, we have our government offices and the commercial centers. So you see, Ermita Jose is known as the civic center of Manila. The city government is housed in the Manila City Hall along Padre Burgos Street. The Supreme Court of the Philippines, the Court of Appeals, yung NBI, yung Post Office, the DOJ, and the Boy Scout as well as the Girl Scouts of the Philippines are all located along Taft Avenue and Padre Faura Street. In addition to this, Ermita is also home of the country's major maritime and travel companies which can be found along Calao and UN Avenues. Film Life Insurance Company, which is now being demolished, is headquartered in its building along United Nations Avenue. The Daily Tribune has its publishing house in the area along Calo Avenue. Moldex Realty Inc., the largest real estate developer in the city, is headquartered in 1322 Golden Empire Tower, the tallest building in the city of Manila, which is along Ross Boulevard. So, and also... The Philippine Amusement and Gaming Corporation is also headquartered along Rojas Boulevard. And I'm sure we're all familiar with Robinson's Manila. Kasi Ermita really is a shopping destination for Manila's upper and middle class families and for students studying in the university belt. Robinson's Place Manila, Manila's largest shopping mall, is located in the district's tourist belt along Pedro Hill and Adriatico Streets. SM City Manila, on the other hand, is located naman in the district's civic center along Mayor Antonio Villegas Road. It is also home to the city's hotels, casinos, and nightclubs. And it is part of Manila's tourist belt along Ross Boulevard with Malate. Of course, addition to that, um, one of the biggest perks of living in Ermita is one's access to education. We have UP Manila, Adamson University, Emilio Aguinaldo College, Philippine Normal University, Technological University of the Philippines, Universidad de Manila, and a whole lot more. In addition to this, Ermita has the U.S. Embassy, Araceras Forest Park, Mehan Garden, Metropolitan Theater, Manila Hotel, Ermita Church, and a lot more to mention. Grabe, ang dami talaga. We won't have time to finish even if we mention everything. Okay, fine. Grabe, solve na ako. Ermita really has everything. Siyempre, kung may corporate side ang Ermita, meron ding for recreation. 
Rizal Park, the widest open urban public park in the country, and the location of the monument of the national hero, Jose Rizal, is a prominent feature of Ermita. Also, one can find the notable museums and architecture of the country, such as the National Museum of Fine Arts, the National Museum of Anthropology, Natural History, the Planetarium, Yung Museum Pambata, the National Library of the Philippines, and the National Archives of the Philippines. Grabe no, complete na talagang ermita. Gusto mo mag-college doon? Maraming universities around the area. Gusto mo mag-mall? Maraming ding malls around the area. Sobrang puno talaga. Meron pang museums, meron pang parks. Grabe. Ermita really is a sightseeing hub situated in the capital of the country. I agree. That's nice. All-in-one na talaga ang Ermita. Kaso given this, I know that there has been some issues about the heritage spots around the area. Would you enlighten us about these? Yeah, and I think you already mentioned some of these earlier na parang there really have been issues already surrounding the heritage spots in Ermita. So, um... Can you expound more on them and maybe give us possible solutions to these issues? And I guess you can also expound more on why we should really conserve Ermita. Yes, that's right. So dahil nga, it's full of history and full of like um, rich in architecture. It also has its share of issues. So well, right now, we have four main issues. So there's to talk about the Metropolitan Theater just recently. Um, there are controversies about the stalling of the meth theater. The Philippine government's 266.77 million peso project to conserve Manila's 88-year-old Art Deco marvel has been plagued by delays and infighting, not to mention the slow implementation of proposed alterations, the firing of two sets of compliance-seeking professional consultants, and a possible reorganization that could relegate the National Commission on Culture and the Arts from a lead role to a mere management body. So one of the architects, architect Nino Mata, who is the NCCA's assistant construction manager, requested Ombudsman Samuel Martirez to investigate government officials for allegedly manipulating and conniving with the METS contractor. This refers to the 401 development and construction corporation in joint venture with the RR and Cabo Construction Inc. It is alleged that the conservation project has been stalled due to contractor coddling and alleged corruption. So, to answer your question, I guess we should conserve Metropolitan Theater because it is considered as the grand old day of Manila's theater. It would be a modern cultural center for operas, concerts, and plays, reviving Philippine arts through theater. And even prominent figures once performed or went here, reliving Philippine theater like national artist Honorata Atang de la Rama, who used to perform at this theater, and national artist for literature Nick Joaquin, who used to watch shows here in Met Theater. Tama. Also, it is an excellent example of an art deco masterpiece by architect Juan Arellano. It's notable and exquisite design exhibiting Philippine flora and intricate Filipino designs makes it like no other. It was declared as a national treasure by the National Museum in 2010. So, although after stall operations for its renovation, things are looking bright for the Grand Dame of Manila as its target completion is scheduled for the first quarter of 2021. So... This announcement was made after the ocular inspection of Manila City Mayor Isko Moreno, the National Commission for Culture and the Arts Chair Virgilio S. Almario, 
National Museum of the Philippines Director Jeremy Barnes and the National Historical Commission of the Philippines Chair Rene Escalante last October 2019. That's quite a happy ending. I can't wait to see the Met soon. Uy, ako rin. Grabe, you know, every time I pass by the Met, grabe, napapatingin talaga ako kasi I'm just so excited to see it all fixed up and back to normal again. For you guys, I'm sure you've heard about the issue then surrounding Torre de Manila. Yeah, of course. It was very famous for me as well. And it's it was very like, matunog kasi um, my school back then in high school was also situated beside Torre de Manila. And we once had a blue sky before um, Torre de Manila was built. So it was named as the infamous National Photo, Photo Bammer. So the Torre de Manila is a high-rise residential building being built by DMCI Homes in Ermita, Manila. The building has been controversial due to its proximity to Rizal Monument. The tower has been publicly known as a National Photo Bomber and, and quote-unquote, national disgrace to Rizal. So various attempts to halt construction were were made from 2012 to 2017. Uh, well, construction was halted at one point, but eventually the construction continued due to the lack of a law that forbids such constructions within the skyline of the National Monument. The developers challenged conservation groups in the Supreme Court of the Philippines, stating that the National Cultural Heritage Act of 2009 has no provision to protect skylines. In 2017, the court ruled in favor of Torre de Manila's developer, DMCI Homes, deflecting further attempts to stop the construction of the building. Well, it should be stopped because it caused a deterioration of the Rizal Monument skyline, which of course is, is a historic cultural heritage. The Rizal Monument is a cultural treasure of the nation, a natural historical site, and a national cultural treasure. And this is a site where our national heroes' remains are buried even guarded 24-7. That's right. Moving on, we also have the film Life in Ermita. Since 2013, when the SMDC finally acquired the property of the Film Life building, heritage conservationists have been uh, saddened by the word from the grapevine that this another iconic building in Manila will go the way of past heritage structures lost to big development. Totally demolished and replaced by a new one without as much as a wink to the one that came before. SMDC, which now owns the property, plans to build a condominium on the site. And the demolition has already been starting in the last months. Oh no, grabe talaga yung effect ng urbanization sa ating cultural heritage sites. Yeah, that's very true. Well, however, most heritage advocates outcry is to spare the Film Life Auditorium from demolition which SMDC promised to do so. So in April 2013, SMDC vowed to preserve the complete theater, including all its elements and most especially its acoustic after its consultation with music acoustics and design experts. So according to architect Gerard Lico, they said that SMDC plans to construct on the site a condominium complex that includes a world-class state-of-the-art theater that will serve the cultural needs of the vicinity. Okay, so of course, given na naman talagang mga cultural heritage enthusiasts who want the film Life Theater to be conserved. But then, 
bakit nga ba? Like, ano, ano nga ba yung explanation nila or reasonong nila as to why it should be conserved? The theater was popular for its acoustic performances by both Berenick and Newman, the same group behind the acoustics of the Sydney Opera House and the acoustics for the UN General Assembly Hall in New York. It is also one of the best performance halls in the entire Philippines, housing a 780 seating capacity, rectangular in floor area, with curved walls and large concealed cavity above the ceiling with elegant glass light panels hanging. Adorned with narrow relief carvings depicting Filipino folklore, traditional musical instruments, and mythical characters like Maria Makili and Malakasak Maganda, it was designed by Filipino sculptor Jose Alcantara in 1961 with, of course, the help of other local artists from Paete, Laguna. Okay, wow. Grab it. It's so interesting. It's so nice to hear a little history about the Film Life Theater. Because, you know, I always see it. Eh. I always see it in UN, especially when I'm on the way to UN station. But I never really knew about the specifics of the issues for film. Totoyan cha. I never knew that Ermita was home to such an elaborate building that is too underappreciated. Last but not the least, though, let's talk about the Ayoseros Forest Park, the so-called last lung of Manila City that has been an eye for deterioration. Yes, the Save Our Ceres movement was initiated to address this concern. This natural reserve lost 70% of its once lush trees over the years. It was then Mayor Achenza who eyed the park as a venue for building different structures. They have already chopped down 3,000 trees, cut off the park's water supply, and tore down parts of the fence. By that time, Arceris Forest Park was closed to the general public. It was only reopened during Liam's return to the Manila City Hall in 2007, which discontinued the putting up of buildings within the area. However, as Joseph Estrada took over as mayor of Manila in 2013, they were asked to vacate and turn over the Arceris Forest Park within 30 days at within 30 days as it was set to build a school gymnasium for the University of Manila in the area. Luckily, in 2017, environmentalists partly won the battle against the proposal to build a school gym under the former Mayor Joseph Estrada. So, in line with this, um, Estrada, of course, decided to defer the construction alang. Yeah, that's right. And in addition to the good news, just recently, Manila Mayor Esco Moreno signed on February 27, 2020, Manila City Ordinance Number 8607, declaring the land along Arosero Street as permanent forest park from simply being a property. It is said that it will be retained and expanded as part of the city's plan of the Green City Project. And, you know, this is good because it is considered as the last lung of Manila. Green spaces, of course, are important for a city. They reduce urban heat island effect and air pollution, support biodiversity and environmental protection, and are essential for flood prevention, especially in Manila. Okay, so that concludes our very detailed and meaningful discussion about the wonders of Ermita. Thank you so much to our guests, Denise Duleta and Marla Completo. It has been lovely to be on your show. Thank you. Yeah, of course. No problem. Thank you and bye guys! I learned so much. I hope the next time we find ourselves walking through the streets of Ermita, we reflect and think about the heritage as well as the issues we have tackled today. Until next time, this is your host, Cherise Dacastillo and Justin Austria, signing off.